Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Cyber Cafe. Today I have with myself Fardeen Ahmed. Hi Fardeen, how are you? Hey Shan, everything's fine buddy. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm kind of ex- nervous as well as excited since this is my first episode ever. Mm-hmm. So I just hope I do the correct things at the correct time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So um I researched a little bit about you. Um I learned that you're a student at VIT Bhopal studying cyber security. And you're an ethical hacker, mm-hmm. a pen tester as well as a bug bounty hunter. That's a lot of things. So basically in simple mm-hmm. words you're on the red team. You're a uh, team hacker. Kind of. <laughs> right. Yep. 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 All right. And I've seen you do blogging and um doing posts on social media in your free time, in which you guide others in cyber security. Yep. Yes, I do it because I recently joined it. Like Instagram was like five to six months or eight months before only I joined Instagram. Before that, I wasn't there. Okay. That's interesting. So, um, if anybody were to ask you who is Fardeen Ahmed today, how would you introduce yourself? Mm, it's a it's quite a difficult question because see what happens is how you see and how people see like changes from time to time. So, I'll introduce myself to be a, a tech guy who helps people and. Uh, as an occupation he works uh, as a pen tester at the cyber agents and as a trainer at the virtual cyber life labs where i train people to become a what do you say much more of an ethical hacker and apart from that i do bug bounty stuff in my free time uh, the job is fun the job's cool and of, of course i <laughs> currently i'm studying at vit bhopal university so just pursuing my btech and things are going fine things are going good just it's covid that is not good i hope yeah. people should be safe and sound let's say that's hope you seem to have a pretty interesting life you do a lot of things like that seems to be a lot of lot of different things that you're doing so fardeen um were you always like this like did, did you always do so many things or were you different when you were a kid what what has been your journey so far in becoming who you are today mm very first uh, whatever i am right now it's just because like because of my parent and especially my mother then father okay because she pushed me in most of my things rather than my father used to be a bit you know he's much more like of a father type rather than being a friend okay so he was a bit strict person and doing all those things so like uh, when i was a ch- like small like in class 4th and 5th standard i used to play games a lot and usually my brother used to defeat me in those games and he used to be like haha i defeated you so i was like why no i cannot get defeated just like that so i was like he was again like yes you are defeated uh individually like i was i was introduced in the field of what you say in cyber security and ethical hacking and all those things when i was in 7th standard okay and that was quite a big breakthrough in my life when i started to you know have friends on social media and at that moment when you wanted to we all know that at that time there were multiple internet service providers like telenor 
and asl yeah. and asl yeah so at that moment i used to have telenor which was student support okay at that moment that was a student support because it used to take very little amount of money from the user or the consumer and they used to give uh, a lot of perks such as uh, free calling and data and all those things so that was a very good thing okay you don't get that anymore <laughs> that was a very good thing <laughs> we don't we don't get that anymore even you have to pay 800 to 1500 for that jio <laughs> giga fiber something like that so yeah. that moment that was very fun part the problem was there were some limitations in validity okay now there were validity was the sense that uh, you can use unlimited things but only for a certain amount of time or you had the uh, some limitations for only this much amount of time only you can use it and rest you cannot so i used to think a bit like i i was a quite a thinker at that moment that how to eliminate this thing like how to reduce it how to finish this all completely so i was like okay fine i have to do something then i went through the internet and all those things i saw that uh, there was a thing which was known as free internet okay at that moment i used to be very much social like i used to be on facebook i used to chat with all and that time i had the best cell phone which was known as nokia express music Okay, fifty-three yeah. ten, small one. So oh, yeah, yeah. like that, uh huh. So that was the place when I started my whole journey of uh, ethical hacking and all those things. I started it. I went through the internet, and uh, there were some things which were known as free data, free all those things, free, free, free. So I was like, <laughs> uh, most of the time I thought of that yeah, it'll be like free, but it wasn't free. so i went through it i learned i learned and eventually i came to known as which was known as sim jacking okay that was the first okay. part but if you roll back a bit if like if a proper ethical hacking scenario has to be done then it was quite before like 2 3 or 4 months before when i held my first cell phone and i accidentally got like my brother was uh, what do you say he was uh, he was using a bluetooth speaker and at that moment he was uh, uh what you say he was playing the music and at the moment i also opened my bluetooth and i tried to connect it and interestingly it got connected in some or the other way and it disconnected the other device so my brother said how you did it like it 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 disconnected from my device and i was like okay yeah it got disconnected because of me i was being on next level i was boasting about it even though i didn't know what i did but i was very hmm. much like i did it something so that so was the first part you just connected it you just turned yeah, it on i yes i just turned it on and it was connected and i was like at that was the instant when i came to know that i can overpower something which is being held by someone else or being with ruled by someone else so i thought of why not to dug deep a bit more so i went through the internet and i used to have it I used to read completely about how, what Bluetooth is, Bluetooth and wireless connections and all those things. So interestingly, I came to know about Bluetooth hijacking or bluejacking. There are many other terms also about that. From where you like you disconnect all the like at that moment, I just did it by mistake. Okay, but I wanted to perfect this thing. I wanted to be like if I want to, so I just I just have to do it and it'll happen. So I perfected that thing, and from that moment, things went good. like from that moment i was like you know oh my god i am a hacker you know next level hacker pro hacker so i thought that moment so after that 
went to the like i was as told i was telling about that i was a social freak person i used to talk on facebook a lot so people were there but the problem was about sim card and validity and all those things i want to remove this validity stuff so went through it they told there is free data but also that was also for limited time right now not at that time also it was hack forums right now is harum only like it's 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 like it was not on tor or something like that but it was good it was quite good uh, you are able to be someone else you are able to do anything whatever the other person is doing and even you won't like the third person won't be accountable but the second person will be who's who's uh, sim card is all about so i started to get to know about what sim hijacking is all about how to do it what is the procedure and all those things interestingly there were, i came to know that the sim card consists of four to five parts and interestingly there's a part where you just remove the that particular shape thing and you just uh, insert a wire and through that you will be able to connect it connect it through a cell phone and then you just start it and then you'll get a free internet and all those things and you won't be accountable for it also so i was very much happy Like I'll be so getting free internet for life. So you internet for free legally. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, yes. Interestingly, yes. This is what I did at that moment. But I was a kid in seventh standard, so yeah. I How old? What year was it? Two thousand eight or nine? Yeah, something like that. Two thousand eight and nine only. I was like that uh-huh. only, and it was, it was fun, no doubt. It was damn fun. I was able to surf anything. The the worst thing was in me was i used to boast to my friends and my friends were like okay okay do it with me also the problem <laughs> yeah one more thing i i what do you say uh, i had like around i made uh, most of my sims like i bought three sims at that moment see sims were very cheap like within 10 rupees or 20 rupees you'll be getting four to five sims like they used to have an offer or you they used to have some kind of uh, like you know there will be some offers and sale and all those things like buy four sims for 10 rupees or 20 rupees so and they had some special uh, packages and privileges at that time like 1 gb internet that was like like two or three months it will be very it, you can use it it was like yeah, that yeah, yeah. so at that moment and that also with a small cell phone so there was no need of it so you used to enjoy everything and eventually i came up with the same hijacking stuff and i used to play around and fiddle around and i was very much happy so that was the main part then 9th and 10th at that time i started to learn something known as wireless hacking like i came to know about wifi okay like obviously whatever i like for example whatever same hijacking i did at that time the the speed which used to be like average speed used to be like 101 kb per second Or 100 kb per second, depending upon the screen resolution. 100 kb per But, second. Yep, that time. <laughs> that was the <laughs> optimal speed. Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I know. I, I'm co- like quite an old school person. I know that because I have been from that moment only. So after that, I came to know about Wi-Fi something, and we came to know about some like you don't have to pay much. but you have to like you'll be paying nominal things nominal basic uh, and you will be getting a lot of uh, things like a lot of uh, data and a lot of accessibility and you'll be have an excess of uh, 
what do you say connection matlab uh, how can i explain the word like bandwidth uh, facility like it will be increased from 101 kbps to 205 kbps or something like that and at that time it was like miraculous thing 205 kbps that's next level thing. that's a lot it was like that yeah that was that, that must be a lot at that time that was a lot at that time but at that see whatever sim hijacking or sim jacking i did at that time it was very small like like the, that used to give me a speed of like 58 or 50 kb per second speed so the speed was very much or what do you say not good but still it was free so you can do whatever you want to do it was like that you were independent you had a cell phone you had everything you can do whatever you want to do so i was happy but interestingly i wanted to get connected with wifi and all those things i was a lot in wifi so i started i went back again to my nokia 5310 and i started to like read in that small screen and that time i just started the things and i came to know about wifi i i i, I cannot share it with anyone because i thought of that if i'll share it with my parents they'll be like you are being a hacker that's bad you should not do it they would be like that because at that time in 2008 and 2009 it was it was a, it was not a good thing it was so, a recession at that time and it the thing that was a bad bad then <laughs> that was that that was next level different thing that that was that was not acceptable by it was like it was not acceptable by society it was something like that so right. things went like that i told my i, I didn't told directly to my parents but it was told by myself in a mistake thing like uh, my father at that time bought a cell phone like samsung grand uh, s3 or s2 or something like that and at that moment i was doing my all research work complete research work on how to get wifi for free even if i'm not having it still i wanted so you figured it out i wanted to have it you figured yes, something I out did. yes yes i did <laughs> i did some out like for example the place where i live it's it's a it's quite small but it's good and people used to like you know they used to show to the people that i have this technology i have computer what do you have you have a pretty small cell phone so you don't have it so i so luckily my neighbor had a wifi and still now they have a wifi <laughs> so i came with my father's cell phone and my and there was i read uh, in a blog not on a blog but at a place on the internet with my nokia 5310 like express music that there was something which is known as uh, what do you say routing a process of routing at that time so i was like okay routing so i tried my level best how to route that thing so i asked my parents like i asked father father do you know anything about routing my father was like see my father is a biology uh, biology uh, lecturer okay botany oh. lecturer at least so if i'll ask him about routing he definitely said that yes i know see do you know about plants i was like no you know about <laughs> plants right i was like yes i do know you know weathering of rocks i said yes i do know weathering of rocks but what it has to do with routing see when a root you know the main branch of the like the the up tip branch of the main node that uh, the root consists of yes the more it dugs inside okay that is the process is known as routing i was like how it is connected with computers or laptops or anything like that i was about to ask you the same question <laughs> like did it lead anywhere <laughs> yes it led me to believe that my father doesn't know about technology <laughs> oh <laughs> so i came to know about and then like i taught him 
some basic things and he was very happy but he didn't know about routing so i went to my friend from where i used to you know recharge my cell phone i like uh, that was quite a big time because i was not coming to his store so he was uh, quite annoyed that he i used to be there for like 3 to within 3 to 4 days i used to be there please uh, just refill my charge i'll give it to you money tomorrow or day after tomorrow but i used to give i was not saying that i won't give it but i used to so i told him do this uh, like the route i want uh, to make uh, my thing like my cell phone to be routed he said okay routing is fine so i presented my with all pride my 53 nokia 5310 in front of him and he said routing is not done in this cell phone it is done on android the thing what is done in this cell phone is known as flashing and i was like okay so so like those, those two are different thing you like they are similar but quite different so i told okay so they told me about routing and all those things i was like okay like they said that see routing is on your hand at that time there was nothing known as uh, any application to route the uh, what do you say the cell phone at that moment right. if you want to route it there will be some flash files that will be flashed within your cell phone and if it gets flashed then it will be very much good otherwise your cell phone will be completely bricked and it will be only used for one thing and that is as a paperweight nothing much and that cell phone was of my father okay <laughs> so i so i was thinking i thought like no i have to think much once twice four times then i thought of no bro if i have to learn it i have to do it like i i'm i'm quite stubborn type of a kid i have been from small age i was i was always stubborn if i want to have something i will get it not today not tomorrow but one day till so one day it came my father left the cell phone and i got the chance he went <laughs> to the university and i took the cell phone i went to the person and i told him that see uh, i want it but please don't make it uh, you know break or something like that he said i'll try my best but i won't guarantee it to you luckily it got rooted and i was very much happy about it okay i was very much happy about it that finally i got rooted cell phone so the routing process was done eventually there was something which was at that time a, a small terminal app was like that particular file that was uh, flashed in my father's cell phone it constituted of uh, constituted of a very small what do you say a uh, terminal application okay and it prompted yeah. he told me that something you have to do with it so i told Unprompt. okay terminal yeah command prompt something like that at that time it wasn't small now many people in android they use termux there is an application they use it at that like today they use it at that time there was nothing on a stomachs or something like that so that particular flashed file was there so i was very much happy so but i wanted to have the wifi connection i didn't had any wifi connection i just rooted myself and i was done with it i asked my friend that i want to hack wifi he was like i am not going to help you right now you have to go and help by yourself so i went to the internet went to how to hack wifi there were a lot of things a lot of things but of no use all were useless okay <laughs> they were just like connect just change to dhcp settings to static change the proxies and you'll get connected but it was not at all related to connection and all those things uh, at that time uh, i ha- i got my laptop like <laughs> i inherited the laptop sorry i didn't get the laptop i inherited that from my father okay and that specification of that laptop was too good it consists of 512 mb of ram with a storage disk of around uh, what do you say uh, 50 gb something 
50 or 68 GB. <laughs> and it supported Windows Vista. So I proudly said that, yes, it supported Windows Vista and Windows 7. So I was very much happy. Once, like, this I is before 8, Windows right? 7. This is before 8 release, right? Yeah, no, no. This was like around 2009 and 2009 ending. Ah, okay. So 10 came. Eight came much later. See, if you think in this way, then I didn't like I had my seventh not in 2008, but rather I had it into 2012. Okay. Ah, okay. So if you go from back side, so my 10th was like my I was in seventh standard and when I was in 2012, like while I was talking with you, I calculated. Okay. I, I, I don't remind those things. I won't remind. I just don't yeah. remember those stuff. So I just, I got that, I inherited that laptop from my father and he was very much proud when he shared it with me. And I was also very much proud that finally I got something which had big screen rather than my small cell phone. Interestingly, my father bought another cell phone. So he gave me the older cell phone that was rooted. Uh, by the way, he, I guess after this thing only he'll be, he will get to know about his cell phone was rooted. Okay. He never <laughs> knew about it. So he, I, I tried my level best and I was able to crack Wi-Fi password. It was easy, but it took a lot of time. It took me a lot of time. Uh, so I got to know and windows seven used to lag a lot in my laptop. So I heard someone to, they used to use, they used to use a restro at that time. It was known as backtrack. Okay which is currently known as Kali Linux. Okay. That time it was a backtrack that consists of only single wallpaper and everything will be everything was command line. Like slowly and gradually it has taken a GUI shape. Okay. Like hmm. in 2012, 2013, 2014. 12, so it has evolved that much versions, right? At that time it wasn't that much. It was completely most of the things were in terminal. So things were on terminal. I used to do basic things like, uh, commands practice. I had a book Linux beginners for hackers. I came that I get that book way before, like from a person and it was good. And that person was anonymous because he, I met him on the dark net way before, like when I was in my 11th standard and when I inherited that laptop. Okay. I like after my 10th only I got, I got good GPS from my father told me. So he gave me the laptop. And I started, I just started to search on things I, because I wanted to eliminate this windows seven because it, it used to lag a lot in my 512 MB RAM <laughs> lappy. Okay. So you, so never, just so you barely use windows and you just started using Linux instead. Directly, I guess I will say, because at that time I installed windows seven, like with the help of my friend, but it used to lag that much. So you, you won't be able to use it hardly. It's like, you know, 512 MB RAM. Just imagine. It's and at that time it. when it's not worth it. So I came to know about Linux. I came to know about this. Uh, best part is like after my 12th, I came to know that there is something known as Ubuntu. So I came to know about backtrack way before Ubuntu. So I perfected my skills on, uh, not perfected. I'll say I, right now also I'm learning many things. So I learned it on, on uh, backtrack and things went fine and 12th came and there was something known as IITJ means advanced. You have to give it. Otherwise you are a very, uh, you are a very great failure in, uh, as a student and all those things. I was like, okay, I'll be in this completely. 
Interestingly, are you in the coaching? Are you in the coaching? Never, 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 never. Like I thought of, I cannot go. Like you know, I didn't go through the coaching stuff because it was not like I didn't believe it. The problem was, I thought of that if I can read it and just you know give the examination because I didn't had, like you know, there's something which is known as like I want to be in this college. Okay, from a very early age, you are in the age mm-hmm. right now, like. you are in the age which you are in right now you had that feeling that yes i want to have that college or this college i want to do these stuffs at that moment i used to be like i have to eat those many things okay i i was much more of a foodie person i didn't give a damn about what i have to do after my 11 12 i was like after 12th i'll do something which is known as 13th or 14th if there will be something like that i have no i had no vision or something like that but you know i had one thing that i just have to do it i have to do something so that in my 12th i get good marks and interestingly i got uh, normal marks so that uh, my parents were like at least you passed your 12th i was like yes i passed my 12th because at that time i was not studying that much like in my 10th i studied a lot but in my 12th i didn't study anything i was not a studious student when i reached my like vit bhopal okay during the convocation and all those things i came to know about that there was a branch known as cyber security and digital forensics so i went back to my you know my laptop and i went through it about what is cyber security and i came to know about there is something known as ethical hacker so i was like okay i can do something which is like that i saw the proce- procedures and i was like hey i used to i am i'm doing this currently so i have that much experience so i can apply that thing in my graduation and that will be fun part interestingly i'll at least i'll be able to crack a job i was like that by mm. the way i cracked my job when i was in second year so i have no worries <laughs> about it <laughs> okay. that's awesome so uh, so i went through the college the convocation was good they said told that it's uh, fine and things are good it's okay you can do it uh, you we, we accept your uh, that application uh, and by the way it was a scholarship program through vit so once uh-huh. i vit and all the vit it was like that something like that so it happened with me things went fine and in my second year i went i met a person whose name was dr ajit kumar okay he was he's he's currently my mentor okay he told me something like you have a good approach on cyber security why don't you perceive in big stuff i was like what is big stuff he told me that big stuff includes uh, uh, something known as bug bounty hunting and whatever you learn you just share it with the people and i was like what is bug bounty hunting he said you will hack companies and for hacking those companies you'll get money i was like what are you talking about sir that doesn't happen here this is india sir that doesn't happen here that's the very first thing that what, is bug bounty that's yeah that's bug bounty that was quite a bug bounty at that time like what i thought of it okay i i was not that much in depth he told me you'll be hacking companies and people will be giving you money and i was like seriously and i was like he was like yeah you have you'll be getting money i'll be like okay how much sir he said you'll be getting in dollars and things depending upon how much you earn i was like fuck yeah i will be getting it so i was very much good with it i thought of yeah i'll be getting it i went and i did all my research as much as possible and i came to know that you don't you don't have to hack the companies rather you just have to find the reasons of getting hacked you just keep in front of them how you can hack them and after hacking it 
if you are able to hack it then you have to put in front of them because many a times what happens is many a times people say that these are vulnerabilities okay i've seen many people like in they are doing bug bounties and they ask me also as a friend as a student and whatever they want and they ask me that bhaiya i did this thing but i didn't get bounty i got a p2 level vulnerability but didn't get bounty why i was like did it gave any kind of severity okay did it pose any kind of a threat to that system or to that web application okay he was like no 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 it was it was just like uh, it was a no rate limiting stuff and i was like okay so like if it is what a no rate limiting stuff so to till what level you escalated it so at that moment and when i was also starting in bug bounty hunting okay so i also thought that we just had to find the vulnerabilities and we have to just show it to them but by main by main thought was only one thing and that was i have to hack in the thing so that i'll be able to in, tell them that i was able to hack it and you will be just giving me money so that was my main thinking at that second year okay in my second year and all those things when i was like coming to an end in my second year there was a guy uh, i met like when i was in third year may this was like a may 3rd in my third year he called me you, you i most of the people know about it his name is dipanshu parashar he's a tedx speaker also he's a ceo of uh, the cyber agents and the virtual cyber labs he's he's uh, he's of what 18 or 19 years of age but he's awesome he's doing well so he started he was starting a company and he told me that we are we need some people who are in cyber security and we thought that because he took a complete test like it was like an open test i was like let's see what happens i just read uh, whatever i knew it i just learned and i just wrote on the examination and he was okay the examination was good and i we loved your answers so we want why not you work with us for a work for a, our company and i was like i am in second year brother i'm just now going to be in my third year how i like how i will be like available for you and he was like bro i am 18 years of age and i started a company right now you can join us and we can create future and i was like let's see if i can then i'll be willing to help you so i started to help with him and right now it's quite a huge company so it's it's in delhi by the way okla not okla it's new delhi yeah so and there i work as a pen tester also as a trainer i train people and that's like till now that is my whole complete journey so that's it <laughs> nothing much i guess i haven't bored anyone <laughs> no absolutely that was a lot of information man like you've done a lot of stuff now again the thing that i want to talk to you about is that somewhere deep down when i was listening to you i kind of felt like um first of all um, you just started out young you, you were just tasting and trying new stuff right mm-hmm. at a very young age now the thing with mm-hmm. most people around everywhere around the world who want to let's say get into a career in cyber security what uh, what i'm seeing on the internet these days is that um again they just hear a few words that hey um we will teach you ethical hacking from scratch we'll teach you bug bounty from scratch <laughs> sign up for uh, my 399 rupee yeah. course and yes what in here's mm-hmm. what they do okay um they will just say that, okay guys since this is a lockdown we're selling a 12000 rupee course for 300 rupees <laughs> yep this happens <laughs> I mean, this, this happens yeah, this happens a lot mm-hmm. see uh from my perspective i'll be saying that see uh there are two types of people like whatever i have gained as a experience one and there is a person who 
perform like who operates a business okay so if you want to share a person anything which you want to you can do it for free you don't have to sell your courses okay <laughs> you because see learning is free learning has nothing to do with paid courses or something like that i started it from i no one like came to teach me like most of the people like they just referred me that these are some books if you can download it you can down, you if you can download you just download it and read it so i used okay. to read much and till now i'm reading only i, I just don't take courses okay so i i i feel that it's a, see if you take a course it's a vision of one person but when you read the book and when you apply it through your ways so it will be your own original stuff original thinking original critical thinking and doing thing we used to be like like when i started it it was curiosity but now i see most of the people are like interested in bug bounties only i'm not saying bug bounty is bad i'm saying bug bounty is very good it's phenomenal it's very good that you should pen test websites and you should get some monies also but when you like you know focus much more on money na you won't be able to get what is known as info, like knowledge and when you get don't get knowledge money is of no use so it's like if you get knowledge and then you get money then you can compound it to four times five times 10 times depending upon how much your knowledge is so that's a very bad thing people are selling 400 rupees and 500 rupees it's just like you know the gym instructor for one month you'll be paying 1000 for 12 months i'm giving you an offer of 900 rupees only so people will be like oh so for for like for a year i will be just paying 900 the per- second person asks why this much cheap like for 400 rupees less then the the other person or 4000 rupees or whatever the calculation is i'm not good with mathematics so Uh, why this much less so he'll be like he's not going to come every day he's going to come like for once twice or four times or five times after that after a month he won't come only so it's a, it's a kind of a business nowadays okay education is a very big business and people are using it that's not good but that's how they are doing it when did you like how did you use the internet back in 2008 and 9 like when did you i think um like so you, you you use blogs what did you use to learn everything about computers see i see about computers see my I, my first interaction with computer was when i was in standard 3 and that was in my uh, school we used to do ms paint and word and access and all those basic yeah. things html css and all those things so i was like i knew how to operate computers but most of the time that time we used to play pinball or we used to paint <laughs> something like that we used to play these stuffs yeah. so we were not that much concentrated on that but after that after a moment when we realized that like we ha- we should learn about computers when i was very much curious about how to like how to hack wifi at that time i was very much i wanted to be like i have to learn it so i went depth like i went to the same forum like forums like still it is persisting i'm not saying it is being revised from a year or year like people more people are being uh, indulged in it a hack forum consisted of a small dot anya uh, link top but it was not possible because my laptop used to doesn't accept those proxies i didn't know about proxies at that time because there that website extension was in dot onion 
okay random gibberish words then dot onion it was not like www dot like for zoom dot us or something like that it was completely gibberish then dot and then dot onion then i started to learn about what is dot onion it took me like around a week or so when i came to know about what dot onion is all about then i came to know about what is tor networking but that time i was in 11th standard only when i came to know about that when i got my laptop so i went back to my cell phone like that small one because the bigger that rooted one also was not able to redirect it in my small one as it was flashed way before i went through it i asked like what is dot onion and all those things people told that mm-hmm. their the internet is not about only surface web deep web like only not about uh, google and uh, amazon or whatever the things that time persisted but rather it's much more like there are many other things this is just a 1% of everything i then just thought of like only 1% then rest 99% then the other person told me that it is divided in two parts deep web and dark web okay so deep mm-hmm. web is a place where people can like you know dump or can share their findings or their stuff their illegal or legal it doesn't matter because it is not indexed by any other company or any other component by the internet because internet is decentralized so you can do whatever you want to do you have that much right but depends upon now that in which country you are and the restrictions and all those things were there oh, but this is india and you know how india is we are we as an indian we know how to take things in our in our hand so at that time <laughs> being a student i took many things in my hand and i went through it i was interestingly was able to open that browser and i came to know about like that time there was opera mini okay that small uh, in java dot java format that used to be and we used to search in it because that time that cell phone was in symbian mode symbian operating system so we used to use that thing and i came to know about dot onion what it is all about and how to access it so at that time i came to know about proxy chains that was the moment then i again went back to my laptop i like switched on my uh, system i went to the hc/password uh, hc/ folder then i saw how put step by step you can set the proxy for tor uh, for tor routing or for any uh, for dot onion uh, web links again i went the only thing that stopped me was the gibberish file because from that small cell phone and then you you have to type it on your laptop it was quite a difficult task now what happens is you have whatsapp web you have just like you just scan it up and you'll be able to like you know connect your uh, cell phone with your laptop or this like whatsapp interface with your laptop but at that time there was nothing like that there was whatsapp also with very hard things okay so it was tough but i was able to get that dot onion uh, place i went there. it was a it was a dark web but it consisted out of a lot of information like seriously a lot of information there was it was not only at that time i came to know that it was not only about money it's much more of about money not it's not only about money but it's about freedom like most of the people there were hacktivists or some kind of a cyber criminal at that time india was not that much aware of cyber criminals also they were evolving we are we as an indian we were evolving at that time because right now we are available we are that much aware about what cyber security is all about what digital forensics is what bug bounty hunting is all everything but at that time there wasn't that thing so that was the year of around like 2000 2017 i guess like people were people at that time backtrack was also evolved 
and it was made a kali linux okay so gui was very much good it used to look like a hacker and all those things so i set my proxies i came to anian they shared some uh, pdfs uh, that at that forum they used to share some pdfs so and that the best part about dark uh, web is like everything is for free but what you pay is your right. privacy that's yeah. the worst thing so did you have you struggle th- with your privacy did you do something to protect your privacy on the dark net did you try doing it or what was it like did you fail in protecting yourself i was i was uh, that's a very good question like i was a i was a curious student i went through it i tried my best i was not able to go through it because whatever proxies i was <laughs> chaining it whatever proxies i was setting it it continuously told me that the connection is not secured and when i used to like go after it connection failed so i tried my ass hard like it took me like around a month something like roughly a month i was came to know about there was something like you used to have a tor website or tor browser at that time that that time tor was just a project it was an open source project on github so at that time it was open for all at that time i didn't know about github i just knew that there is a link where you can download it you can download it in your uh, in your laptop and you can just run it i downloaded that from github and through github because that github release was also in a very beta form okay it was really it was a beta release and then it was removed also by the way i guess there will be some extensions till now about tor of that version i don't know the version it will be like around some 10 15 versions before or some few versions before like what is currently now tor as that the the interface of tor was completely changed you can just not you know resize the website like for example if you, they have used to have a very small proportion of the window very small proportion mm-hmm. and you cannot just maximize the window like if you maximize it it will automatically crash or something like happened like it, it has been primitive that's what i'm trying to say it was damn primitive it was so much primitive i cannot tell you i just that consisted of uh, minimize uh, maximize and then cancel button i just went through the because i was at that time so much curious i didn't give a damn about how the u- user interface is all about okay now as a computer mm-hmm. science student i feel that uh, user interface should be taken in a very serious manner just like chrome or brave browser do but tor has nothing to do with that at that time it was it wasn't it hadn't nothing to do with it so i tapped that gibberish.onion file and i was able to get to the place so i was very much happy that finally it loaded so i saw there were discussion there was a discussion place i remember that there was a guy known as uh, james and uh, that james one sec some word was there i don't know because most of the people they used don't used to write the, their name that was like j then 4 then m then 3 and then s it was like that so and then 1 6 something like that because i don't know it's, i guess it's it's their way of writing it it was like that i was i was probably there known as i was there for the name hey hi i am a dive dark web hi hello <laughs> like that i didn't know anything like that okay i, I was i was quite a noob okay i was quite a noob 11 12 who knows anything like that you see world was going ahead i was not because we lacked like you know we are from a middle class family okay so whatever the things we have we are happy with it we don't demand it but we desire it and i wanted everything for free so that was a very great desire okay so i asked like whatever i got i was happy with it i went to the dark web and there were some pdfs and that pdfs were free to download i downloaded those pdfs 
and that cleared many of my topics including uh, my wifi hacking my linux basics also like how to use a you know combine a command and all those things because i know basic like listing of a file then grep a file search a file i know basic of the things but that gave me a an edge so i was like how to hack websites for free the <laughs> the very noob the very noob you know step a noob can take like okay how to hack websites so i was like the, and that james literally wrote h a h a ha ha at that time okay uh, on that forum i wrote a website for free and he was like ha ha then i was like i read all those uh, pdfs then he was like okay so like i know how to hack wifi he was like everyone know here how to hack a wifi what is special about you uh, i know in a different way <laughs> nothing i knew about it i just say i knew in a different way I told okay what way you know i was like i just explained it in a small paragraph and he was i don't know how he was convinced but he was convinced so he shared me some pdfs more and he started to told me tell me like how websites are hacked and all those things so by the end of my 12th standard i was very much good in two things first in my computers and all those things hacking and all those things second in my football because i i love football okay so these two things i was very much good i was not good with studies i was not at all good with studies i liked mathematics but um, there were some issues with my school and my performance and it went down so i gave that much priority so that's a, another thing so i came to know about i learned uh, most of my dark like hacking skills from dark web only not from deep web but dark web because of that one single dot uh, onion website from there i learned most of the things about linux then about websites and at that time it was like like at that time on that forum the main emphasis was given on uh, the php language till now it is being mm. given okay because the most of the source code that are present are written in uh, like in php okay like i'm doing this so course PHP all over wordpress is on php like you can do html css javascript and then if you wanted to be on wordpress which is what every single client wants like they want a beautiful website which is not wordpress but they want to use it with wordpress which is possible through <laughs> php yeah so that is that is the thing only you know like we were like still if anyone go like go to the dark web and access dark web and they whatever they want to find it they learn it through these uh, what do you say the, the main focus if you are in a forum and when you crash in a forum or you just come in within a group of people who are on dark web they'll be always emphasizing to learn php because it's easy to learn and then it's easy to uh, what do you say because even they recognize the need of the hours to learn how computers work because we you know as much as we as parents all parents complain and say that uh, you're spending so much time on these computers these days because of covid and stuff i mean they don't realize that there was a time when people said the same thing for books and newspapers that hey you're Correct. reading all day when you're supposed to be out there exploring discovering new land you're sitting at home reading a book and now we're going from that Correct. to sitting at home and 
um, opening a computer or spending time on a phone. So, mm-hmm. how what are your opinions on the upcoming digital wave? Like, are we ready for it? And what more do we need to do to be prepared enough? Because I, I, I don't think we can ever be absolutely ready to take advantage of the new opportunity of the digital wave that's going to be coming in the next few years. What do you think is going to um, be the basic requirements that we as Indians need to be prepared for? Um, see, uh, if you want to be thinking about technological revolution or any digital revolution within people or within a community, or we are teaching students to code or anything like that. So we can like, you know, jot down some points and through that points, we can discuss about it. Like very first thing, <clears throat> as they're saying that uh, small students should know about uh, coding and all those things. I would be suggesting if they want to code, let them code. If they don't want to, then just don't. Okay. Because see, as mathematics is not made for everyone, like four out of five students always hate mathematics. Similarly, it's with coding also. If you emphasize on a person or on students, because see, we, uh, like we as an Indian had a very broad concept of education. Okay. Uh, uh, like after the succession of, uh, uh, like uh, East India Company and Britishers when came it all distorted the things. But we believed that education was prime important rather than money or capital or anything like that. Okay, Anything related to sort of. So if you want to teach a kid how to code, if they want to code, let them code. Yes, you should introduce to them about coding. But I would be suggesting don't pressurize them to learn code. Okay, If they want to learn code and if they want to solve they want to have an aspect of, you know, problem solving and all those things. I would be saying, let them try by their own self. Okay. Whether they are in sixth standard, yeah. seventh standard, 10th standard, or even in 12th standard, if they want to let them do, but let like, see, if you want to introduce them, introduce it in sixth and seventh standard or introduce it in fourth standard, but don't pressurize them or, you know, don't create an environment so that it will be pressurizing students. Now, what happens like small kids, you know, they're very much pressurized from parents. Okay. Parents are very much having high expectation that my kid also should know how to code. And he'll be like, if he'll be coding, he'll be earning billions and it has nothing to do with billions. Okay. Coding has nothing to do with billions. Problem solving approach has nothing to do with billions because see, you're also in first year. You'll be having some experience regarding uh, problem solving and programming. Okay. Right. I learned Java in my school in 11th and 12th grade. I just learned the C language and I'm learning Python right now, Python PHP. Mm-hmm. So, so see, if you have learned whatever you have learned. It's because you had that thing that, yes, I want to learn it. Okay. Or either you had it through your very first, like, for example, I have studied in a CBC school. Okay. At our time, when we were in the student, there was nothing known as coding or programming. It was just like, you have to pass your uh, BTEC, you have to, because within these six years or eight years only, the revolution has been so much, you know, dynamic. It has been so much in a rapid growth that you cannot imagine. Like in 2011, we used to use a cell phone, which was known as iPhone 5, iPhone 6, something like that, or iPhone 4. Like most of the people used to be, but within some years, like till 2018 and 19, people are having to iPhone 8, iPhone 9, iPhone 10. It's like every year, new series and people started to, you know, fight for new technologies. And they are like competing, like mine is best, 6GB RAM, mine having much more storage, 128 GB of RAM. 
people have become consumer rather than thinkers okay we as indians were the people who were innovators we were not the consumers we were not the people where people used to like you know even if they used to sell to us we were rich enough at that time that we used to buy a complete market rather than just you know buying a particular service right now we are being very much in the hand of capitalists okay not industrialists remember that because for example if a comparison has to be taken then ratan tata is an industrialist but mukesh ambani is a capitalist so it's like that so as a digital revolution people should be introduced and not only kids elder people also whether it's the age of 60 70 80 90 or whether they are in our appearance anyone everyone should be aware of what digital transformation is going like people are going through but we should they should know about it they should explore right. it if they want to they should have the basic idea okay so if they know about it they'll be able to get uh, very much uh, good with us because many times it happens we told our parents that if our parents don't know about technology or cell phone they're just using it for hello okay bye bye if they're using it like that they're not using for a uh, social media or anything like that if you'll tell them my my friend has blocked me so they won't get to know about what block is all about they'll be like okay he's not talking to you so then just talk okay like most of the parents which are today like my parents like they are 80s and 80s parents okay and that 80s parents are too good i'm not saying they are very much that they are strict i'm not saying they're not strict they are very much strict but they will always boost you to do what is right okay so in like people right. who are being modern day parents i would be saying them that like from my perspective i'll be saying that if they if kids introduce them with uh, digital transformations but just don't let them have whatever they want to because this is the moment when uh, people get in bag bad uh, you know uh, influences like 6th and 7th standard is the time only when people get in bad influences like very bad influences so and it as the growth is being rapid it can degrade to the standard of 4th and 5th also okay it is like that So you see, like what I think is that like a child should know at least one programming language so that he understands the computer's work. He should have a career in it and make money, but he should be aware. It's like knowing that hey, you should know how to speak English. Hmm. Like you should know English and Hindi. You should know languages. Similarly, I, I just feel like you should know at least one, because then what that does is that it gives you a basic idea of how computers work, not Python. Like what's going on yeah. right now is a lot of them they're just directly teaching students how to do um Python. and then they're confused because then you don't learn anything as in other the other things about coding like you don't learn much about data structures because you're quite confused in the code in python mm-hmm. so see the, you have a very clear concept about what programming should be there okay like people what people should be moving towards but it's not every day that uh, most of the parents will like you know push it like most of the people just want you to have a you should know how to code why because you'll be earning a lot of money Okay, yeah. capitalists are working like that. Okay, right. like the they're trying to make they're trying to make um, coding the next UPSC and IIT. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's a perfect example. That's, That's a good example, I would be saying. So it is like that. So see, if the digital transformation has to be done, it should be it should happen from all the ages. I would be saying just started from first standard or kindergarten, but rather started from That's third or fourth standard. 
Like let's say they start start something new, they'll do it for a few because that's how I function. Like um, I I start something, I do it well for like four five years. Like I do my best to become as good as I can. And then like five years later, I'm like okay, I'm not the greatest. Let's move on to the next thing. That's me. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. So like that's like same with like let's say video editing. You know how I um got interested in video editing. Please let me know. Then like I got an I got access to the Wi-Fi and YouTube and everything when I was fourteen, fifteen years old. And that that time, Kerry Minati was just new. He only had like a hundred thousand subscribers. So I'm like, he's pretty one of his old okay. subscribers. Yeah, and I used to mm-hmm. see his gameplay videos. And you know, I, mm-hmm. he used to have all these interesting effects of you know some random guy popping up and zooming in and zooming out. And I was like, how is this guy doing it? How do you do these things? Mm-hmm. So I just googled how to do video editing. Then I had um. I believe I um I inherited a Mac back then. Like uh, before that, I had a pink wire from my cousin sister. Mm-hmm. Then I have got mm-hmm. and on that I used to play a lot of games and stuff. Like I was pr- pretty much into gaming my entire life. Then mm-hmm. I got a, I I upgraded to a new MacBook Pro, early twenty eleven. That's the version. And wait, I'm so sorry. I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> No issues. You you were talking about uh, how you came in uh, video editing. editing editing stuff. Yeah, yeah. So oh. that's how I got into editing, and I just figured out okay, like this is what a timeline looks, a time frame looks like, and um, this is what how you add extra music clips. So I, I didn't need anybody to teach that to me. I just figured it out myself. Like you must have done the same thing. Okay, later on I bought Filmora from my father. Like back the back then it was new. Today it costs a lot of money. Back then it was pretty cheap because it was new. Uh-huh. So I'm still yep, there. Yep. Like I still have my computer. Sometimes I feel like I just boot it up. I use it. I got this new one right now in my college. Mm-hmm. It's good for coding and all. And what the what best I part is, that, you were the best part is you were curious about it, right? Right. The curiosity thing, like as big old people have told, like said way before that. necessity is the mother of invention invention and curiosity is the fuel of invention so mm. it's like 
if you are curious about anything okay so if you want an innovation to happen there should be a necessity and that necessary necessity should be fueled by your curiosity okay the more curious you are and the more necessary necessary that innovation should be done the faster that innovation will be taking place so yeah. that was your innovation area you was that was your curious path so that's good i know so um i'm just thinking that there are so many kids out out there who you know um at, like they may or may not be curious about one thing now um mm-hmm. the problem i think again there's another problem over here that um, a lot of kids just come into college they've just done studying their entire life they're not exposed to anything. like most of them if they're really in the good college if they studied really hard they know the value of hard work and staying persistent so they're hungry for knowledge and stuff and when you give them access mm-hmm. to a computer they just crush it hmm and you know that's why um, the on one hand there's also your circumstances and your curiosity both hmm and in what i've come to realize is that um we talk a lot about circumstances and i see a lot that oh this guy had nothing and um he th- therefore he knew the value to one level that sounds true and at the other and mm-hmm. there's also a little bit of education let's say there's a guy who who already has a lot of equipment who has a lot of things mm-hmm. right so if he has a lot of um, like, he has like, he's like what you would call let's say a spoiled brat people have like to call him a spoiled brat again like if you <laughs> yeah i just feel like if you can give him the correct education and just give him the freedom to do whatever he wants to with the skill like he's like okay you want to learn something go for it because i just feel like see there was a time when, as a kid i was like this spoiled brat like i was very demanding i wasn't exactly disciplined like i like, get your time everyone everyone is there everyone was there don't worry we all were there we all were like that but the problem was we didn't get it due to some circumstances or we got a special thing which was known as uh, uh what do you say strictness and discipline and all those things we didn't yeah. get that thing but still we managed it so you were not the only one that uh, was in that uh, position everyone was but still you managed to come out much more productive like most of the yeah. people like comparing to you are yeah. much more be- much better than others that's a good right. thing you know what i think like after all the whatever i have been doing i think more than you know people say passion like you need passion you need passion but i think it's more to do with curiosity like passion that is a by product of curiosity interest and consistency mm-hmm. like if you're persistent then only you can say that okay this is now this is my passion like when you started off mm-hmm. at seven grade you were like ah computers and systems are my passion nothing figure that out now right <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> nothing was like that okay nothing was that it was just like i have this thing i'll get it for free and i will be able to talk to a lot of friends now and i don't have to ask money from my my mother like within 3 to 4 days you cannot ask 50 rupees or 20 rupees from your mother and that also <laughs> when you are in a middle class family okay you cannot ask you ask it na they'll be like they'll be very much curious like what he is doing like within 3 to 4 days he asking 20 rupees and 30 rupees and 3 rupees and 20 rupees what he is doing from those things then they get negative thoughts although you're not doing anything bad still they'll get some kind of a negative thought mm. and when they are thinking of negative thought they'll be having n number of ideas because they are much more experienced than what we are right now so yeah. that's that's how it happens so let's see that that's what life is all about like we have to find our mean okay what what other things what what we have to do it what are the things that make 
happy even if we are not getting any by product still we are happy to do it okay so that's how i i i believe that digital transformation should not be you know like forced to the people but rather it should be accepted by the people like if they yeah. want to do it then it should be okay till that time everyone accepts it if they don't want to accept it then let it be that old older way yeah or that's... if they want to upgrade it Like that also sounds good. But, want to upgrade mm-hmm. it. Yeah, like there's also like, like some. If you if I had to go back, like um, there was a time when we used to have horses, and then the like, um Ford and Henry Ford introduced a motor car. And then like what's wrong with a horse? Eventually, everybody switched. Like more, it, it was it was both. Like it was either by interest or by force. Same the same reason why BlackBerry went out of business, right? When the iPhone came out, the BlackBerry went out of business, mm-hmm. like. Like I just think like there's both like there's both things like for instance I don't like doing um Zoom University and there's some kids who enjoy because they're like ah we get to sleep more in the day. There's some kids really <laughs> believe that I talk to a few kids they, they really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that's not me. like uh, most of most kids are bored at home now. They're like when will the universities open? When will they get to go back? Uh, yesterday I saw a meme and. and a meme it's, it's it was much more of a video it's quite an old one and it showed up the page of, uh, like pick of a galaxy uh, uh, what uh, milky way galaxy okay and there hmm. were four options and the question was like which galaxy is this oh my god that, oh that's samsung galaxy oh my samsung galaxy <laughs> i was yeah. like i was like fuck man what are you watching like think that is what because see kids are innocent whatever you are going to show it to them much more of the time they are going to copy you because they get very first influence of of a son or a daughter is their father mother like parents only no one is yeah. any like any other thing is not unless and until you in, include anyone else in the family then only they'll get uh, indulged with other activities also or other way of thinking also so but most of the time they copy their parents and parents are always on their cell phone Like the the later two thousand five and two thousand six parents, those who are like new parents and of this two thousand era, they are much more on the cell phone. They are upgrading their cell phone. They are upgrading their lifestyle and everything. But they are not upgrading their kids. They are upgrading like they just give the device. They don't tell that the people the like their own child how to use it. What is right? Yeah. What is wrong? You know that's the that's exactly what's going on. Like in my school and around um around me, there were all these students whose parents they are like. Oh, why should we give our child a phone? We're going to be um spoiling them. So basically, um, do you know Khan Academy? Yes, yes, I know, I know. Yeah. So in the eleventh and twelfth grade, our school made an agreement with Khan Academy that um they're going to make things a little bit more digital, and they're going to be having some extra exercises and and stuff, and we're going to be spending an extra around um thirty to forty minutes per day in the lab. And then there are every single parent is questioning that. Uh, But ma'am, this will increase my child's screen time and all. And you know that I know so many parents. Like I was surrounded by a lot of. I'm lucky that I was surrounded by a lot of good people who scored really good in exams and that. They're not in good colleges. And again, they're not just nerd. Like they're not nerd. None of them is a nerd. They're really good at sports. They're all physically fit. Like you know, we have this um thing in our brain that you know toppers are really um not healthy. They're not fit. They're not. They're like losers, but again, that was not the case around me. I'm grateful that eleventh mm. and twelfth grade they, they were like the best years of my life because mm. I was surrounded by perhaps one of the most smart people I ever met in my entire life. 
till date. I'm, I haven't gone to college yet, but so far, I really enjoyed it. And I really, you know, I really like those people. Like my actions so might have said otherwise sometimes. Yeah. Okay, like mm-hmm. I also just think that, you know, I don't want this to be the next 30 years from now because I don't want school to be the best day of my life. Like I want to mm-hmm. make the next um, 30 years of my life much better. That's me. Because I don't want to be like, you know, there are so many, you meet all these people. Um, again, they're, they're the same. They go into college, uh, they get into college and they um, study, don't study, whatever happens in college. Then they get a job and then they're like, just talking about, you know, how fun and how awesome we were back in school and back in college. And you just um, try to recall those things your entire life. I don't want to end up be living like that. That's mm-hmm. not what I want for myself. Yeah. And therefore, yeah. like, yeah, that's like, that's my goal. Like, I just want to do, I'm just trying to figure out what are the awesome things. Like, I know I want to do something, some really big things and amazing things. I'm just trying to figure out what exactly, because it's like just saying that, hey, it's like somebody, let's say if he wants a big car, like, hey, I want a car. Now, which car do you want? What's the model? Like, what color? What, what should it look like? Do you have a clear vision for that? I mean, if you don't, then it's just a dream. It's just an see, idea. Uh, dreaming, see, dreaming and vision are two different things. Okay, you you might get vision, like see, you might get vision in a dream. Okay, but you cannot do a vice versa stuff. So, you can get a dream, you can get a vision, you can work over it, and you can achieve it, even if the odds are not in your favor. Still, you'll be doing it. I would be saying this era of technology, which we are living right now, and it it is going to be enhancing. It it will enhance. The problem mm-hmm. is the scenarios won't un- enhance. The thing will be like, we will try our best to get familiar with technologies. Okay. And technology right. will get upgraded, updated from day to day. We'll be enhancing it, but we won't be able to compare ourselves or we get, you know, match or we'll be able to integrate ourselves with the technologies because once if we integrate ourselves personally to a technology, we get vulnerable instantly. Okay. Right. Like this, that's, like a, ourselves, that's a law of cybersecurity, right? If you, anything and everything which is connected to the internet, if it has, if it has a vulnerability, it can be hackable. And another rule is that systems are always vulnerable. It's always vulnerable. And the, like, see the people, uh, the weakest, <clears throat> what do you say? The weakest link between a technology and a human is emerged from a human mindset only. Okay. And that's where the term social engineering comes from. Okay. So if you are able to social engineer a person and he'll be able to easily go with the technology with what you want to do, then people are having great kinds of data breach attacks. Like for example, a simple small phishing attack can lead to a lot of uh, data breach. Okay. People are still getting breach. like, you know, they are still getting their data leaked and all those things just because of human error. So we try our level best to educate ourselves in the field of security so that in basic perspective, we'll be secured. After that, if there will be some kind of advanced attacks or something like that, the technology will be there to handle it. But the main question lies is to till what extent. So we are just improving yeah. that thing. So that's what we're going to be doing. So um, have you ever tried to, um, like, stop a social security attack ever have you ever heard of anybody who's trying to stop or prevent any such attacks like what do they, what do people do 
prevention attacks. See, I haven't, I haven't stopped, but I've, uh, I've solved cases. Like I have solved cyber crime cases, and I have been delivered. Like in the cyber, at the cyber agents, we were, we were very, we are like, we are much more of a cyber crime investigators. Okay, so we get uh, some uh, cases and we solve those cases. Like after solving those cases, we came to know that most of the things what happened, like like you uh, you are in a computer area, okay, and I am also in an era of computers and technology and revolution and cybersecurity and normal security and all those things. But a person should have at least basic sense of how to keep their passwords. They should know a basic sense of how to keep their systems. They should have basic. Uh, if they are a complete noob, so they should have a, at least they, their Windows Defender should be updated with time and all those things. Yeah. Most of the attacks that happened, uh, you won't believe it, but 60% of Indian population currently uses Windows 7 rather than Windows 10 right now. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. Okay. I Windows, Windows 7 right, right in my house, another computer. <laughs> because, see, like and they are using it in their day-to-day -day life and it's not only with us there are many other uh, countries also where people are using windows 7 rather than windows 10 just because of its usability and people are very much fond of windows 7 because when windows 8 was launched people dis disagreed with it yeah. then windows 8.1 was launched that people also disagreed with it although it had some uh, some stuff from windows 7 but it was very bad then when when i wrote it, when i just read about it then windows 10 came and it sincerely you know upgraded itself so people are using it but i'm telling you like more than 60 percent of the people in india are still using windows 7 and that most of the places are like uh, in, in telecommunication companies and uh, in some of the old education facilities where they are not upgrading it to the newest version so they're doing it okay just to save money or do something like that. They don't yeah. give a damn about security. Okay, so it is like that. So like lack of education is a huge problem here. It's it's about I won't say it's a, it's lack of education. It's about lack in upgrade in education. Like if, for example, if you know one plus one equals two, two, then you should also know that once one multiplied by two is also two. You should also know about that one plus one minus one is equals to one and. Like you should know every combination, like most of the combination you should know so that you'll be fit in the field of technology. Like for example, you're using Instagram. Okay. Your username is uh, Ishan. Okay. For example, and your password is one, two, three, four, five. And if I know your username, I'll be able to just, you know, log into it right now. They have started a two factor authentication and multi-factor authentication procedures. So that will be directly authenticated through your cell phone. But at that moment, when at that time, yeah. See? Yeah. So I was just thinking, like people don't even do to like people that aren't even any notification. Like you know, when I opened Twitter just after a month, it gave me notification that um, hey, there's something new called Twitter Spaces that you can use. But they never give you a, a quick notification for two-factor authentication. Like I mean, you're making it more convenient for users to try out new features, but not to take care of the basic security. So people don't want to. People think that. The password should be like, you know, small and we should use it multiple places so that it will be very much secured. The problem is if a person is able to guess a password, you're like, see, you are thinking like one, two, three, four, five, it's a very common thing. So what they'll be doing, they'll change one, five, four, three, two or something like that. 
the era of which we are living it it doesn't matter what is doesn't the matter. password length okay the only thing what matters the combination what you are putting and the length like how much long it if is if it's long like, for enough. example if it is like maybe if it's like eight yeah. characters it's just okay like which is why i keep like 16 character password i would sometimes go to nordan and get a password generator hmm. let's so say that's, that's a good thing yeah let's say if my password is flame thrower so i will write it like as f one at the rate then m then maybe three you know flame thrower so it is it so see it is you who are thinking in this way but a user's perspective they want no i don't want to remember these things what i want to remember i just want to click it and i just want to just log into the thing and i should do it uh, without any effort so a user don't want to take that much effort to secure themselves but rather they want to pay that much enough to secure them like we'll be securing them but at the end security it's basic is human nature and it's yeah, basic, it's basic human, human nature, nature to you know prefer convenience and whatever thing because we are lazy by nature See, like if they were educated, <laughs> are I, yeah, they are very lazy by nature. <laughs> if it were up to me, like say uh, for instance, now, now I don't just keep different passwords; I keep different emails. Like that's an extra. That doesn't matter. If, even if you see, no, no, that's a that's a thing. Like okay, if you have a strong password, like as advanced student told that it's the era is not now. The era is not of passwords, but it is of pass phrases. Okay. so if mm. you have phrases like are very like once upon a time there was a crow okay mm. and the characters are up down up down like if a uh, capital o then small n then capital c then small e like spaces and all, all those things so it will be it, it takes a lot of time to compute it like to decrypt or you just you know brute force that uh, thing uh in the panel so that you'll be able to get the password correct but now mm. like at that time when like people used to use 1 2 3 4 5 and all those thing it was easy but now uh, as the security has been taken as a very important thing people are also growing like they're thinking like no now our password should con- consist of like like within this these 8 years they have understood that there should be some characters also some pa- although they are not using passphrases but still they are they are using small passwords but they are using alphanumeric uh, characters and uh, they are using numbers letters at the rate hashes and all those things so it's a good sign okay so it's a quite a good sign but we all need to take security to be serious so while i was like uh, solving cases i used to have these things and we were able to get to the person the person was from uh, he was from durgapur i guess yeah the culprit was from durgapur and uh, just imagine the complaint was was from chatisgarh raipur from raipur the complaint was there at our place that uh, my id has been hacked and these are the stuff and unfortunately i am not able to so we tried our best we tried like whatever the things and combination should be we tried and we were able to get to the person who was going to the de- like his device we were able to locate it and we just informed the authority regarding it and authority was at like west bengal authority is very much good like police and cyber cell and all those things like mm-hmm. not they don't have a formal cyber cell or i don't know whether at that time because our work is just to solve the case okay the rest all things depend upon the authority like law authority or law enforcement at that time so mm-hmm. that time that law enforcement when they caught the person did and trials and got the everything happened but at that time we came to know about that users are completely what you say noob you can you cannot educate them the only thing is that you can just tell them that if you do this thing it will be bad for you 
and when you relate that thing to your capital like through their money their account and all those things they'll be very much in uh, you know they'll be very much in tension so that tension might create that sense of awareness might okay like as much cases i have seen okay and another case i seen was uh, there was a ddos attack not only ddos attack there was a ddos because there was that uh, the kid was from like the kid was of 11 standard okay like it was recently that happened and that uh, person was uh, trying his best to penetrate in essential website and he wanted to do some nuisance there so we got the complaint that we were continuously getting some things like some log files from the security like they also security team and they connected with us they told us that these are some of the things that is happening and we thought of that why not okay we'll be all helping you out we came to know that was there was a special log that was always created once a connection is made whenever we were connecting it there, there were like 16 like if i put a scenario then within a network there were completely 16 devices out of out of which 15 had a similar number of uh, what do you say ip addresses the the last one was completely different so we came to know easily that this is the rogue uh, or the mole what do you say mole device okay the device that should not be in the thing and the network so we pen tested that thing and we just derived like drive it out but it was quite difficult to catch it because it took us around like 3 months 3 and 3 and a half months to get to that person it was tough we get to know and that person was very much ashamed like we are, i'm just a kid and you should not do this and also like he, even the even he was caught he was being you know very much uh, absurd he was saying that hey, you should not do these things with us and we were like you broke the law why should we not do anything with, with so he was he was adamant on it so i told him that uh, be ready for it don't you will get trial don't worry he was then taken to the like his parents were informed his parents were, his parents were also very much adamant the worst thing was his parents were also very much adamant my my son cannot do these things and when we showed it to them like this is what his computer was doing then their parents were like his friend his friend was would have done then he, they started to like uh, ask your friend uh, his name tell his name uh, we were like no your son has only done at that time so his son was put and he went through it then compensation was given okay to the infected authority like essential not compensation but a promise was done that uh, my son won't be doing these stuff so this is what happened so that was like we didn't uh, we tried our best to solve the case and we were like dead it so yeah that's how it worked okay so you know the, the way you mentioned like everything in so much detail i mean it takes a lot of knowledge the way you were explaining it to me <laughs> yeah so yes, that's that again my point let's say like a normal school kid who's doing an online course on i don't know youtube udemy wherever the courses i don't want to take like any other platform but can be taking just just courses hmm. like, i don't think you'll be able to explain it in, in so much detail see uh, when you take a udemy course or you take a youtube you have a time constraint you when you'll be see you are also a developer you'll be working as a developer you believe in time constraints yeah you you know that if a, when a program has to run within a time constraint like if you'll be going with an algorithmic approach okay so you have a particular time constraint okay now when you are selling your service like for example you are teaching like right now mm-hmm. teaching has become a service or that time also previous time also like when you are an when you are a upsc when you are like cracked upsc and you are not is okay so is is not a job it's a service 
IPS is not a job; it's a service. Okay, it's what service. we do as a computer science person? Okay, so we are doing a job for a particular company. But if we get indulged with government, and when we are working for the people, then it's a service that we are doing and not a job. Okay, right. so there's a very very vast difference. So people release their Udemy courses for two reasons: either they like Udemy is not a. See, I won't tra- target any platform. because yeah. most of the platform have some kind of you know absurd things there are some other things you you cannot deal with it but still they are trying their best to optimize it so whenever a person releases their uh, their course or their their way of vision and how they treat it and how those things it's good that it's shown but i would be suggesting it should be free for, free of cost like most of the people like you know enact their skills like enact See when you are showing or you are when you are teaching, okay. Or uh, if you teach and if you get money, it's good. But when you are sharing an information, like most of the courses share information and how to like not a knowledge they are sharing it. Okay, they do, they don't share knowledge. They share information. There's a very very thin gap between an information and knowledge. For example, when you read a stuff, you get knowledge. But the same thing when you read it on Google or or on Wikipedia, you get an information about it. like for mm-hmm. example you don't know the word uh, you don't know anything about word which is known as go so when you go through google what you'll be getting the particular information about yes this is the meaning of go and this is go then okay done finish but the very first the very next thing what you go for dictionary when you'll be re- learning through dictionary or you'll be going through it like as we used to do it you'll be get to know about a lot of things in go about go like uh, go ahead go walk go this go like i'm taking just an example थ्रू so that is what the power of knowledge differs from information so uh, like people they are selling their udemy courses they uh, they are selling it on youtube they are sharing their pocs on bug about bug bounties i would be saying it's good you should do it like people should know about it but remember like if you are giving that much like for example you create a website okay you create a website and you are earning through traffic but you are uh, giving people like uh, the your visitors free of information then hmm. that money what you are earning is legible that can be agreed that yes whatever you have earned whatever you have made okay on like you have com- you have created a website and whatever you are earning through a traffic not from ad remember that not from advertisements okay because when you start to sell through your advertisements that's a very different concept that's a completely different concept of earning so if you are earning through traffic and not through click baiting and all those things like visitors like uh, for example if you have started a blog site on a web page and they are like paying you like okay if there will be 10000 visitors will be paying you 20 dollars or 30 dollars or something like that so that's a very good thing that you'll be exchanging information but you are creating like like you you are creating like a, a 10 uh, within 8 hours you'll be able to learn ethical hacking that's not possible 10 minutes you will learn html no you won't learn html you will know the syntax of how html works you won't learn html okay so that's how the teaching profession has been shifted okay 
like the professors what you we used to have like still we are having some gems in our india in our country india niits in many colleges but just be aware of these courses like 400 rupees you'll be earning ethical hacking like in the my father is possible to learn with me on these things on whatsapp he's sharing all these things with me on whatsapp and um, that you know iits have released a, a lot of free courses on android development basic app development coding ethical hacking cyber cyber security in general like today if you type cyber security in youtube the first thing they tell you is that like cyber security eight hour course and it's, it's like just basic like you know types of hacking like is getting into um what are the types of cyber attacks in the definition it's like it's like you're studying social studies mm-hmm. instead of proper um computers mm-hmm. yes it happens it happens because right. people are selling people are selling everything people right. are selling and, either they are yep so right. on the other hand there's all these um, courses by college like that to my iit like and it's free i mean it's not just iit like um like i'm currently i was just growing through it like i'm going to be starting it on sunday that um i saw this course on networking by stanford university it's online it's free like they they have all these so many online courses that are free I means on youtube in the clearest format that entire semester lecture it's free of cost the knowledge is absolutely free like it's like a norm it's like how you would enter a classroom in their college and learn like there's just no external exams and no doubt sessions that way you would have in if you were in sanford but like see for example see uh, you have that so you have that much accessibility right like four, right. four years back when i was com- i completed my like four years or three years back only when i completed my uh, 12th we didn't had this thing the only thing what i was open for us was you have you should clear your iit so that you'll be able to go in good uh, college and then only you'll be get mm-hmm. good uh, grades and good job and all those things we used to came to we came to know at that time that google used to come only in iits and not in any other places okay mm-hmm. facebook used to come in these places microsoft came only on iits and not in any other any other institute now they have done something which is known as off campus placements yeah at that moment it wasn't but right now it is so people are changing people are developing people are evolving you can frame it any other like you can coin any word out here but what i suggest is like it should be learning is always free learning is always free it's just your curiosity that can lead you to different paths that's it it it, it won't be like even if you even a person can learn a lot of it from that 400 rupees course also or a person can learn nothing from 10000 rupees of a course also okay so the right. the like the base of the knowledge or the lies in curiosity if a student has curiosity that yes i want to have this thing he will have it no matter what or why it happens right so again like you just um, mentioned like if i if i were to ask you um, if anybody were just starting like i know i don't want, i don't like ask these questions a lot because in most people would just say that um you start with this and then they never um get into the course but i, I would still ask you that if anybody were to start a career like i don't want to use the word cyber security because it's like saying you want to start a career in fashion you know like there's mm-hmm. just so many things in there fashion there is um designing then there is manufacturing and then there is um b2b logistics and there is somebody transferring creating the cloth and there is somebody who is marketing the um creating a brand out of it so similarly there's mm-hmm. so much in um cyber security 
I mean, if you were to um, tell somebody that um, what cybersecurity is like and what part of cybersecurity interests you, and if you were to ever tell them how they should find out about this stuff and what would you, what advice would you give them? See, uh, like if I have to jot it down, then uh, the very first thing what I ask, if anyone, like most of the students or people who ask me like how to get started in either in ethical hacking or they'll be like, how to get started as an hacker or they'll be like, how to get started as a cybersecurity student. It's like that. These three questions generally come. They don't ask uh, how to get started in bug bounties. Like there are some people who ask me about bug bounties also because they thought that people are getting paid in dollars. And so it's very good. So like prosperity, prosperity and all those things, but they don't know how much sweat is like. So if a student has to start, like get started in cybersecurity, very first thing you should remember that if you want to like just enter in cybersecurity, you should know that there are three paths. One is technical, another is non-technical, and third is information security. Now, information security and technical part are comparatively close only, like they are together only, but there are some aspects that makes them differ. Okay. Now, technical part consists of many other things like penetration testing, ethical hacking. Then it consists of uh, some of the purple team work also, some of the blue team work. Blue team is like completely defense. Okay, defense like setting up the firewalls, configuring the traffic, network security, system security. This all comes in a, in a nutshell type. Okay, you cannot uh, define directly about this comes in this, this coming then. So when you ask uh, any other person comes to you, just ask what do you like in cybersecurity? How you, how you came to know about it? So he will tell his approach that what he wants to become. Like if a person comes to me, like I want to be a cybersecurity engineer. I was like, okay, fine. What you saw in cybersecurity that made you feel like, yes, I have to be cybersecurity. Then he'll be open. Like, see, I saw a person who was chatting with his girlfriend and that girlfriend betrayed him. So he came to me and he said that, yeah, I, I should do these stuffs. So he will be like, okay, I want to take revenge. Like, like this can be a scenario Like most of the, like, wow. as I have seen, People have asked me like, see, uh, you're also a hacker. Yeah, I was like, yeah, ethical hacker. Yeah, please help me out. My, I, I think my my uh, girlfriend is cheating on me. So please help me out with that. I'm like, <laughs> no, bro, we don't do that here. <laughs> that procedure is there, but we don't do that here. Okay. That was simple. <laughs> like, uh, I was like, no, I cannot do that. Like, like seriously, you know, I cannot do it's, it's like people that. are just like, oh, you're an engineer, so you can help me out with some mm. random thing that you know you've never done before. Or it's like a uh, like um, chartered accountants are treated like, hey, you're a CA, na? help correct. me save taxes, point. help me convert the black point, money. Point, point. This this is this is the this is the absurd, you know, their emotion is I don't know if even if they want to you know make fun of you, they make fun of themselves only. But you are like <laughs> Okay, no problem. You let them make the fun. It's it's there only. Uh, it's uh, everything getting bogus in their way only. It's it's not uh, what you think about it. So they asked me many a times. So I would be say I would be first asking the student like uh, or the aspirant about what do you like in cybersecurity? How you what you saw in cybersecurity? Then he will open it to me that okay, uh, I want to go in ethical hacking or he saw a person hacking this trip and it went very cool. Then I'll be like, oh, this is known as ethical hacking. So I'll be disclosing about what ethical hacking is all about. Okay. Then he'll be like, okay, good. If another person comes to me and he told that I saw CSI episode, uh, CSI cyber episode, 
and there was something which was known as uh, he deleted the files and still he was able to retrieve all what is that i'll be telling that is known as digital forensics digital forensics is these things so then he'll be interested in it and then he will come so this is how if a person comes to me and if he questions me then i'll be helping him out in this way i won't be saying like if if a person comes to me and he'll be like i want to learn bug bounty hunting i'll be like okay go i i cannot help you in bug bounty hunting that just like that okay like directly if anyone ask me so if see if anyone ask me you uh, who are you you'll be like okay my name is fardeen ahmed but if he'll be like like if he'll be just doing like this you won't be able to get the question okay right, right. if he'll just so pointing you want, out like who like um you want people to be more specific more than generic like um cyber security is generic but you want them to get down to specifics because somebody you know, I, i think it also gives you a feeling that um this guy is really interested in whatever he's talking about he's really interested in cyber security does that give that vibe yeah it's just like it's just like uh, it's not uh, it's just like uh, a, a full stack developer is asked like uh, do you know react js <laughs> be like yes i know react js yeah. and be like oh so it means that you also know node js be like yes i do know node js you'll be very much irritated from it okay mm-hmm. most of the people irritate other person and that's a bad thing like if you want to learn anything about it ask politely okay like if you want to ask like how do you get started in cyber security i'll be like what do like i started in my own way okay i started from bluetooth hijacking and then i ended up in bug bounty hunting right now currently i don't know if like after this where i will be okay i'll just i'm just exploring just like any other person is doing but what amazed you to be in cyber security then he'll be opening like i saw my friend getting triple digit bounties so i also want to do it and i'll be like okay learn these books learn these places this is known as bug bounty hunting this is how it is done so that's how people will be so i request everyone whoever like listens to this watches this like if any student comes to you and irritates you just i know that feeling how irritation is okay so i would be saying just don't get irritated listen to him ask him first what mesmerized you about cybersecurity he'll be then explain it to you that this is known as ethical hacking just convey it to him in this way what happens is like the time when we were confused like we didn't know we just did it for curiosity now it is it has been taken as an occupation okay at that time we were like also like right. we will be programming stuff we will be settled in google we didn't know about cyber security that much although mm-hmm. i enrolled in cyber security i was not that much inclined towards it okay i loved it still i was not inclined it and when i was inclined to it i then started to hate java like i i don't love java i hate java i hate java programming because although it's fun it's very robust codes like when you code in java it's very good it's it's very secure and everything but i don't like java i like c++ i like python i like ruby i like perl i like i like dynamic language i love i love procedural languages also i love lua you don't like object oriented seems to fix no 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 see object oriented paradigm is different you can you can do it in any dynamic programming language also the problem with java is it's not about syntax it's about there are some of the like uh, how can if i have to explain it then it's it's more probably on optimization even if you are using like for example you are doing a recursion problem and you are solving a recursion statement mm-hmm. okay in a program so in a c++ you'll be able to do it because c++ allows you to do bad coding bad coding for example bad coding is a term that means that you can define a function anywhere in a program 
and that mm-hmm. is not going to affect your program in java you have to first specify function if you want to uh, like you know yeah. refer refer it back in a in a pro- and that's that's like that's my personal opinion that i would like I, that, that, I, that's my best but i love that you know i, I love when you know computers doing whatever i wanted to do the way i wanted to do so it kind of gives me that um, peace in my mind that okay it's listening to me it's not doing things whatever the way it wants it to <laughs> <laughs> yeah it happens like pe- different people have different approaches okay yeah like most of the people i have asked cyber security guy like do you like java they are like i know java but i don't do i don't code that much in java i code like most probably in python or c++ or i'll create modules in c++ and then i'll just uh, call it out in python or just create a small program and i'll just shift it in library and then i'll just import it out that's much more convenient for me rather than doing it in java although java supports uh, much more uh, robust things okay it's mm. it's much more good you can you, you can create the modules within it and you can just call it out and it's functional like it it doesn't matter which in which operating system you're working you just have that i don't like java that's it so i would be saying if anyone wants to ask anything about cyber security first what attra- first very first ask a question like what attracted you towards cyber security anything and then ask uh, any consultant or any security expe- uh, expert about what you found out about cyber security and then he'll just instruct you about what you found out and what is the procedure to get through it that's how things should work out so that's i that's all from my side like answers that was a very amazing answer mary i got a lot of information from there so again like i see that you know you're posting a lot of content on social media i see you putting carousels and everything so um like what's your goal behind it exactly we've talked a lot about you and your journey Like I just want to know that are you working on guiding students right now? Like what what are you doing right now? Social media. See, uh, I post on social media because I like when I was in my first year, second year, when I asked used to ask some people, they used to either neglect me or they were like, you don't know anything. Although I was expert in a in a in a place like at that time I was very much good in wireless uh, wireless hacking. wireless penetration testing and all those things but i was not good with web penetration testing i was not good with bug bounty hunting i was not good with uh, system penetration testing operating system hardening and all those things i was not that much good i was good with network so i used to ask uh, i used to ask my mentors also not everyone not mentors i'll say my elders like my seniors but many less people were able to express their part and i felt that it's bad like people should know about cyber security this should be there because as functionality is increasing day by day security should also improve uh, a bit okay not bit only it, it should in- improve quite large moment because people are using and they are integrating their lives with technology i just want like everyone should know about cyber security it should not be like only security people should know cyber security it yeah. should be like any person any tom dick and harry who is learn who is just walking on the road they should know at least about what cyber yeah. security is when you're how they can think about they should know about cyber security could you just get on the details of what exactly you mean like when you say what they, what mm-hmm. parts they should do should they just be doing like what what's going on today in the media is that oh big basket was hacked or this company was hacked dominos was hacked i mean that's all they hear like people don't want like and now there's another this is this is one side the another extreme end is um 
all these um extremely you know advanced podcasts i don't want to name them like you must be aware of the mm-hmm. top security cyber security podcast which go over the head for a layman it gets too complicated for mm-hmm. i get it so if i have to put it in the simplest way possible people should know about some five basic stuff very first thing how to secure their devices through basic steps like having a great password like big password okay and easy to remember password second uh, if a person is just you know getting connected in public wifi he or she should not get connected on social media in a public wifi okay third thing securing their people like people who are in the, within the what you say within a community and they are sharing the information they should not share that much amount of information like i've seen like people are getting hacked through instagram even they are having a very great very good what you say password length like 25 characters 30 characters and still they are getting hacked the main reason of their getting hacked was their day to day what you say their activities okay let's see hackers are always in front like like they are always about like 5 to 10 years ahead of what we are right now okay we should always think like that we we should always think like that secondly they are able to analyze you for example if a person is posting about his or her life every day so the person will the person who is doing the reconnaissance process he'll be able to get the things that like this is his uh, enter, uh, like for a month, for a week also if a person analyzes that particular person or his target he'll be able to get to know about what the person is doing what are his activities and through his activities he'll be able to get to know and the sec- very second because even if you have like once upon a time there was a crow and within like four or five places you are uh, explaining this uh, story that there once upon a time there was a crow once upon a time there was a crow so the person will be able to get to know that there is some connection with this okay the place where they are living there have some connection with it so like i have seen uh, recently i seen a video and that was a very shocking video that there was a girl who used to post everything about herself like she was she used to vlog everything okay interestingly within a vlog her computer was there and she was showing it to them that see this is what i was doing and through her cell phone everything and the very next moment there was the pass there was it's her file manager and within that file manager it had the password uh, password uh, that dot uh, txt format and it was open okay so an wow. hacker generally just what he did what he did he just paused the video he took a screenshot he just applied it and unfortunately the person that the victim didn't apply the two factor authentication or multi factor authentication yeah. what happened he very first dis- the he very first disconnected the cell phone number through the gmail account okay now he connected his gmail account through the like that victim's gmail account to attacker's uh, uh, cell phone number and as that person was using like single password most of the places he was able to easily get hacked from most of the places what she she used to have it yeah okay. you know i mean that's that, what i would do like let's say um if i like i could be a totally legit guy who is running a legit business or a legit newsletter and i would just tell them i'm um, sign up for my newsletter give me your email id and your password like what i would do like technically what i would like ever do if i would get access to something like that Like if if you're to think from the perspective of, of any computer hacker, you just use that same email address and password and just break it to every single website on the world. Anything, not yes, just Facebook, Instagram. There are so many other. The worst thing is, the worst thing is there are some tools right now. There are some tools now that just you know you just have to put what do you say? You just have to put uh, the user information. Okay, there mm-hmm. is a tool known as user recon. Okay, 
and you just have to put uh, the username and it will list all the places all the social media platforms where this username is being used so interestingly um, you will get the index of all the places all the places where the user is connected and as the person is see ethical hacking is simple not easy it takes a lot of time but if you are able to get the things done you are powerful okay so just don't post everything what you do in everyday life okay like if you even if you are posting like happy birthday thing like it should be afk like away from keyboard mm. okay away from your system it should be like it should be within people rather than showing it to your system what you are doing everyday things like this is what makes the person vulnerable okay small details small small details only they collect it and they just hack people they should, they mm. use social engineering they they simply just uh, they call you with uh, like now they are having true caller okay but what if a person right. is not registered on true caller what happens he just uh, a person gets from uh, international call and that international call is nothing from it it is from pune or mumbai okay a hacker is calling from that place and he's like hello ma'am hi uh, we were discuss uh, i'm james and i'm chao like if i'm charles and i'm talking from uh, instagram and we want to have some uh, survey regarding uh, instagram policies and we want to relegate some policies would you like to give some uh, advices now 90% of the people won't give their thanks okay won't give a, okay we'll be like wrong number like we are indian pay, we know indian parents yeah. okay? they'll be like wrong number they'll cut the phone but there are some enthusiasts who are blind enthusiasts and they'll be like talking with them yeah sure why not okay and they'll be like brutally giving it to them there are some people like okay we are we are just you know teaching ourselves to be secure but still they are not that like many of them are not that much secure they are not that much well aware of it so they give it to the people and they just misuses the way they are so i would be saying normal people should have a like file manager uh, like password manager okay in their cell phone or something like that if you cannot use a file manager or you have the tendency to lose your what you say your password or you just forget it use a multi factor authentication process this will strengthen your security okay mm. like whatever will happen there will be an otp generated in your cell phone but remember your cell phone should be as protected as your wife remember that always remember mm. that because if your wife is not protected it can be taken up by any other person it's a true thing okay it is like is a wife or wife 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 w i f e oh okay <laughs> okay <laughs> it is like that see if you if you are not having that command the person will go similar thing is the technology if you are not having command on the technology the technology will go away from your hand and you won't be able to do anything because at that moment like the technology was hacked way before but you are watching right now okay it happens right. with people i have seen i have seen many i have seen like i got a case of divorce also and the main the case of divorce was this only that my my husband was not doing well and he is doing this so we were very much optimized like no this like we were not very much curious about it we were like no we don't have to do it then we told our senior like we told to ceo then he she called her, him like our ceo then ceo talked with her like ma'am we don't do that much but she was like we are paying you i'll be paying you double like we don't need money money is not the cause the problem is the ethic and we don't go against our ethics so we were like that interestingly she convinced our ceo and she was like he was like okay back to work let's see what happens the girl was cheating indirectly rather than the boy okay 
the girl was cheating on uh, like to the boy but wanted boy's device to get uh, scanned up or get uh, ethically penetrated and told to us okay that what happened and we just we were curious because the wife's nature was very much you know it it was always bugging us like for example there was a case the case was simple like girl told us like the woman told us that uh, his uh, husband is cheating on her, her husband is cheating on her okay she told our places we tried we tracked the thing and we found that the husband is being is completely clean his activities are much more towards her his wife rather than any any other numbers or any other emails or anything like that but when we did the same thing but we did like here we broke our protocols okay we we literally broke the protocol of like not uh, doing it but we wanted to get the truth about it so we took the consent of the husband we told her, her husband without letting her know that she should, she believed that we were like you know ethical hacking her device his device but rather we talked out to him also and we told that we want we from our way like from our point of view we also want to hack her device so can we and he gave like if she is not having that much trust on me so you should do it i now i am having some trust trust issues so i told okay so we were there and we saw that the wife was cheating on him completely we told him that your wife is cheating and it was it it was it shouldn't have been said but that was a true that should have come way before they had a kid also of like 10 to 12 years of age so we felt bad that they're having a very happy married life and they were all these things and just because of one mistake things go away from their hands so i just plead like if you have a wife or if you have a girlfriend or if you have anyone just have a good relation with that person don't fight with that person have a good uh, way of talking and that same thing should be with your technologies also okay right. if you are having a social media account have it have the security have that much that much importance for that id just don't put password to be 12345 even if you put 12345 have a multi factor authentication so that an otp should be dropped in your cell phone so that you will be have that much idea that yes someone has tried to access my account and this way you will be affect you will be like you know like social media platform now are having that much concern about data leaks after so much of uh, attacks from china and many other countries okay so after that they are doing the technical aspects and they are just securing it as much as possible so it it, it happens it, it's it's a very bad thing so cyber security people if anyone wants to know anything like regarding if like basic people should know about password concerns they should know about multi factor authentication they should know about uh, the their, their continuous activities they should relegate their activities those activities that is not prominent fourth they should like on on whatever social media they have created the account they should then just delete that account if possible so that it won't be retrieved back by any other attacker and fifth and the most important i would be suggesting you have your device with yourself and don't trust anyone your device should be an extended part of yourself it should not be in the hands of people because people have become so much vulnerable to the cell phone they have shared everything with their cell phone and cell, uh, cell phone devices and relatable devices that they have like you know shared everything you just open the uh, browser's history and you'll be get to know about how a person is okay mm. the inner dark secrets of a person you'll be able to get it and it's not only about 
browsers it's about social media activities also you'll be able to get to know and these are the you know these are the what you say heaven for hackers thing like these are these are the things what hacker need i mean you, you, this is the public feed part right another thing let's say if i get access to your instagram account i can literally like as a as a customer i can legally download whatever data instagram knows about me i'm interested in through the settings option if if somebody mm-hmm. gets the password my password they can just mm-hmm. break in there and just take all my data like every single thing and that makes things even more easier like see if if it has to be put in this way then is suppose your main like whatever you are uh, like accessing it like whether it's zoom whether it's whatsapp whether it is some other there with are connected with your gmail account right right what if a person is having what if, what if a person is having the access of your gmail account and that person just disconnects that gmail account from your existence like even if the id is of ishan but ishan is not able to operate it so anyone can mask ishan's identity he can do whatever the heck he wants to do he he will do it okay he will yeah. do the crime he will do all the things he will steal your data even many are like you know i would be saying don't connect your gmail account with your uh, what is like i cannot frame it also because using sim jacking also you can spoof numbers yeah see what i do which is why thing. i use my completely different email ids like um, if possible that yeah. i keep like completely different passwords and different email ids to prevent this from happening that's the best thing right that's the best thing because you have you are having a complete different uh, id that is not at all visible yeah. to any public or person or anyone but just yeah, to you like, and to the bank i have a different account i use for my mail purposes i have a different account for facebook i have a different account for instagram for twitter i have different accounts for all my social media i have different account for even for zoom i think i have a different account yeah so that that so that's the this is this is a very this this is a thing that should be known by most of the people like if they are using it something for uh, uh, this thing if they are using something for that thing and just re- just to remember just remember a thing that if you are having a, like fardeen ahmed or having at the gmail.com or fardeen ahmed and next email have change in passwords like for example if a person is able to get to have one password he will indirectly brute force most of the places because there are tools there are techniques there are ways through which people can enumerate gmails okay so hide your gmail as much as possible okay that right. time people used to be like you don't know password you only know <laughs> username now if even if you know username you can guess the passwords it's it's like that okay. it's that it has become so much easy right but if i were to ever ask you um how often should one change their passwords what would your answer be See, I regularly change my passwords three months. Within three months, I change my password. And why okay. I change my password? Because there is uh, like within Google, Google has two algorithms, Panda and Penguin, and they index everything. One spiders it, and one indexes it. Now the problem with Penguin and Panda is the more people, you know, interact with your website, the more these algorithm will keep to low as they are. Like obviously, they're like machine. They're based on machine learning and indexing all those things, artificial intelligence. So they'll be learning and upgrading themselves. Now, the, whatever they'll be indexing it, they'll be storing it at the place. Okay. Now, whatever they'll right. be storing it, no doubt, no doubt about it. That's vulnerable. When you store webs, whenever you store data of any user, 
at any place like any place even if you like save it at github uh, vault uh, in norway also still it's vulnerable some or the other way people will get the access of it the hacker will get access to it if he or she wants it okay so i would be saying like i personally change my password within 3 months because whenever indexing is done a hash is also done okay like for example in in instagram policy whatever you are talking with one another it's not encrypted just like in whatsapp business or your whatsapp not business normal whatsapp whatever you're talking it's end to end encryption but in in instagram there is no encryption policy the encryption policy is there but it is quite weak it's much more on a, what do you say it's much more on server based so they are like completely open they are not doing it like they are not encrypting the messages just like in whatsapp okay whatsapp was built like inherent feature of whatsapp was the end to end encryption that was like by most of the people because their data right. was not at all bre- like unbreachable but that also had some ways through which you can breach the things there are also methods so within 3 months within 2 months not within a month because that's not how fast it is to get hacked but i would be saying 3 months is good within 3 months you just change the password and don't don't make it that much use if, if for example if you are not able to remember it create a .txt file or create a small text file or notepad file save it there or you can just download it you download a uh, password saver uh, application in your cell phone and just use it there that will help you out but remember use these application also at your own risk like every application is a third party thing and third party is a like they share data no matter what they sh- do share data and through their that only they are earning like amazon they are earning through sharing yeah. data only to the advertisers and advertisers are sending you the advertisements that's okay yeah. and i mean people talk about oh, facebook is leaking our data and all that stuff i mean what what's better for you like um like facebook needs to show you ads so let's say if they're selling somebody's data that um you like sports shoes from nike and not puma would you be happy uh what 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 would make you more happy that that um you're being sold sports shoes of um nike or you're being sold chappal of bata and puma <laughs> this is a very uh, you know what happens with this this is a very personal question not not personal on me right, but personal right. on anyone okay now these companies these capitalists target the people which is known as uh, a thing which is known as sentiment index when you'll be read about sentiments and sentiment index you'll be able to know that how people are learning the people's behavior their activities you know whenever you give grant permission to application okay they check your things even if you are watching pornography or you are watching anything else you are streaming anything or you are uh, you are gaming or they monitor everything remember most of the applications that are within the uh, within your android device or ios device they are they always monitor you they always monitor you and your privacy is always in their hand so you cannot trust it what you can yeah. trust is the safe should be the safety of that thing like even what, if they are collecting it that should be turned safe. off the setting like i do i started on, on my phone that um let's say i use office lens for scanning my um assignments and stuff for college i just turn it off once i use it i mean can this still access my camera yes it will access your camera and i'll tell you why you disclose like you just uh, you know what happens the application works like you have in- installed an application 
you run that application for example you have taken all the permission like you you denied all the permission what it does as your cell phone is aware with the like for example you have uh, like you know this like what do you say you took uh, permission from every each like single application like i'm talking about mm-hmm. a cell phone okay just just for example i'm not talking about laptops because you can configure laptops you can change it, change things in laptops but you cannot change in android devices for general users so i'm talking mm-hmm. on a general basis like you de- dis- disable every devices thing but you won't be able to uh, disable like android system web view it's an it's a service okay this service will always run when you just disable this will this will like completely shut down your system that can that you cannot disable it what happens is the system web view if like even if you just you know like uh, disable the location or the access what it does it sends back the information to the google servers that this device has been disconnected what happens is within that hour to be that artificial intelligence or the algorithm that is working is going to ping you out that whether you are alive or dead they are going to constantly ping you out till the time you are alive if you are not alive for a certain amount of time they will try to reconnect with the other nearby devices okay now in a in a house for example you are having one cell phone obviously your father will be having another phone your mother will be having another phone okay so they will try their best connect one like the system web view will try like system web view will try to connect your device with the nearby android device even if you are not sending it the information but it will try his level best to get connected with another android device now that android device is not disconnected remember that that yeah. android device is not disconnected or it's it has not given any denied any permission so that device will send the report of this device to the main server that this is alive but this has been like shut down so what they do that's known as a paraphrasable uh, what is uh, i'm not getting a particular term it's like still you will get tracked that's how it works android works like that only and it's not android that works it's google that works okay the mlm people who are in the market they work like that only like multi level marketing people like like if, if it is google google will always track you why they track you because they read you their activities whatever they read you they just extract the juice then they take that juice like whatever information they have plus your data they sell it to the advertisers mm-hmm. okay i mean so not just advertisers you, okay, you know i was recently reading this interview on how to you know grow on linkedin and stuff and well that's why i found that linkedin is connected with google like it uses google to figure out what's up with you on your um application so basically when you're let's say posting something and the main part of linkedin is the description on linkedin so it can literally track that you've pasted some stuff from a website or you've written it down natively it's able to like, let's say if i type the word h right now it will mm-hmm. um linkedin will know that i've typed the it word it will track it yeah right so now fardeen like i just have one last question for you before we end this episode um mm. If you were to go back to when you were 12 um 7th standard or in your um 10th standard what advice would you give yourself back then uh see uh i would suggest myself uh <laughs> at my 7th standard i'll be speaking that just study but don't 
over focus uh, on uh, some subjects only rather focus on what you like okay like if you like sports more than go on sports rather than going on studies because mm-hmm. uh, we at that age were very much now people are being very much open that yeah my my son should be a sports person he should play badminton our time my my parents were like if you want to be successful be an engineer <laughs> so <laughs> it was like that uh, or you just crack medical and all those like medical examinations so i would be saying that if you go to seventh standard like if i'll be able to go to seventh standard again i'll say that just don't outstress yourself like at like mm-hmm. from 7 to 10 i studied a lot in 11 to 12 i didn't so i'll say right. like, be like chill a bit okay chill, take some time play more learn more and like whatever like apart like not in cyber security i'll be saying that whatever you have learned right now regarding ethical hacking all those this all those things i'll be just explaining it to that same for the nimud like just be away from the dark web okay try to be away from the dark web rather than going to the dark web at that time okay and just be humble as much as possible be good as you are and just don't overstress what will happen in future because future will always be in, uh, like unpredictable so just be humble be helper be helpful to all the people it doesn't matter whether your vibe gets connected with that person or not if you have any way like if you can help that person try your level best to help him because good things will come like good deeds will come to you some other the way it revolves back because you know about karma and rule so it right. happens yeah mm-hmm. that's right. all i'll be just telling it to myself right so thank you very much farden it really means Are a lot to me and everybody on the show anytime just i thought of that you are doing a good stuff so i thought of like definitely i should contribute yeah. in things because that's so. what you know i'm going to be bring up more people because my objective with this show is to make cyber security not just cool and like the no, no I, don't, i don't want to and I, i want to reverse the idea that it's meant for nerds and that you know it's all in a padakwan very boring i want to make it cool for people mm-hmm. you know how gary vaynerchuk is literally revolutionary as marketing for people today mm-hmm. i want to mm-hmm. do the same thing with cyber yes. security if this is your vision then i just lucky you i just i just say all the best to you i, I just best of luck Thank i won't you. say that anything else just do whatever whatever the best you feel for the people if you are doing it for a right cause you'll definitely get succeed even if people will be there to get your back hmm. still like still you will persist so that that's a great that's a good vision you have it's good thank you all right thank you very much man thank you so much bye. have a nice day well, yeah. bye bye